I mean, the mentality hasn't changed. Like, we're still in the race. Obviously, this one hurts, just like every game that we lose, right? But uh, at the end of the day, we're still in the hunt. There's still, what, seven games left? So, I mean, we're going to play each game to the fullest, just like today. Everyone's drained after games like these, like because everyone goes after it hard, and everyone wants a taste of that celebration. Everyone wants a taste of that champagne. And we're, you know, we're working hard for it. And we've worked hard all season for it. And now it's coming down to this. You know, so these ones sting a little bit more. But, you know, we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to show up. Same mentality, same team. And just take it day by day, pitch by pitch. It felt like a, a team loss, Trace. As much as you can have. No side of your game outside of maybe the defense was terrible. Yeah. Andrew Abbott was was pretty good. He had some good performances from some relievers, but not everyone. Your offense was okay, but didn't do enough. And then your defense was really, really bad. It was a complete team loss outside of TJ Friedel. I mean, he's the, I guess, the, the one real bright spot in this game. I think the thing that saddens me is that a couple things. One is the season isn't dead, but this team is not playing like a team that deserves to make the postseason. That's what saddens me. I think they have the talent to be able to get in the postseason. Unfortunately, I think that the injury bug, coupled with the fact that they've relied on rookies for for a very long time, is starting to catch up to them. They got guys on this team that, quite frankly, are they're not they're not offering any help at all. Bullpens a, is a, is a unit that has carried this team for for all season long, and every time they need to get bailed out or they need a little bit of help, they can't get the help. But every time the offense needs to get bailed out, they've been bailed out millions of times by this bullpen. So I don't feel sorry for them at all. Ball was flying out of Great American Ballpark tonight, and we had one home run to show for it. T.J. Friedel, it's a wall scraper. You can tell me it was hard hit. I that's fine. It was it was hard hit. It was gone in six out of thirty parks. This Pittsburgh Pirates hit four home runs. The Cincinnati Reds made errors, and so did Pittsburgh, but we unfortunately didn't capitalize them. At the very beginning of this game, Nick, I don't know where you want to start. I don't know if you want to do the box score recap or if you just want to toss that to the side tonight, but it started in the first inning. They had a chance to knock them out in the first inning. They had them on the ropes. They were, they were dizzy. Their equilibrium was a little off. It took one more big punch, and unfortunately, the Reds couldn't land it. They got a chance to regroup in the corner, and they came back out. And unfortunately, they just weren't able to, to, to deliver again. So you tell me where you want to go with this show, Nick, because I have a lot of thoughts, and I really don't want to ramble for too long. But there's a lot of things that are problems tonight. There are some positives, but it's, um, it's sad because this team is just not a playoff team right now. Well, Yes, I mean, I would also I would say though, the Cubs and Marlins don't look like they're really all that deserving either. So, this is kind of what you get with that 6th and final spot in the National League. It's not always going to be a team that's necessarily the greatest team in baseball, and uh that's a good thing for the Reds because the yeah. Reds aren't the greatest team in baseball. And uh that's why I think there still is some hope. I mean, obviously there's going to have to be uh some I mean, you're 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 backed yourself into a spot where you have to 
um, you know, go on a winning streak instead of just kind of maybe winning and losing and winning and losing and winning and losing to the end. Uh, but yeah, let's do a box score recap. I'll pull up the standings as we do this. All right, bottom of the second, it was all Ellie De La Cruz getting the threads on the board. He singled, stole second, stole third, and then he scored on a sacrifice fly from Jonathan India. Andrew Abbott, uh, four and a third innings pitch, two runs, two walks, seven strikeouts in this one. Uh, the two home runs that he allowed were really tough, to say the least. Uh, both not even considered hard hit balls by StatCast. One had an expected batting average of .60. The other one, 120. So overall, not a terrible night from Abbott. Felt like he maybe ran out of gas at the end. I'm sure we'll talk more about that here in a minute. In the bottom of the fifth, with the Reds trailing 2-1, to one, TJ Friedel led off with a single. Reds got some breaks. They scored two runs in that inning as the Pirates technically didn't commit an error, but certainly did not play the cleanest defense. It was a 3-2 game after five. Buck Farmer came in, and uh, Buck Farmer gave up two home runs. And unlike Abbott, they certainly were not cheap home runs. And it was 4-3 Pittsburgh. Bottom of the six, Luke Maley singled. And then TJ Friedel smoked the ball to center field. Two-run home run, number 15 on the season for Friedel. That was his fourth time on base. He would get on one more time. Reds took a 5-4 to four lead. By the top of the seventh, the Reds gave the lead right back with Jabot on the mound. The inning started with a brutal error from Jonathan India. Two runs would eventually score. That made it 6-5. Pittsburgh uh, Pirates would get one more run off Daniel Duarte in the ninth. Derek Law did uh, bail Duarte out and give the Reds a chance. In the bottom of the ninth, Reds had the winning run at the plate at one point, uh, but a uh, ground ball double play by Christian Encarnacion Strand, um, and then Noel V. Marte struck out to end the ball game. Reds fall 7-5. Reds now 79-76. and 76. Reds a game and a half out of a playoff spot with now seven games to play. Before I kick it back to you, Trace, I mean, as bad as this day was, it could have been worse if uh, Miami and Arizona would have won, although Arizona's still pretty tough with eight games left. Um, if you had to pick one team to win today, I think you would take the Cubs just because the Reds do hold the tiebreaker over the Cubs. They don't with the Marlins, so but you know, the Reds are certainly in a spot where they're gonna have to string several wins together to really have any chance here. Correct. Uh the scoreboard watching and all that has been cute and fun and I've enjoyed it. But the reality is at this point, it's time to win baseball games. They've gotten all the help in the world they could possibly ask for. The Cubs have fallen apart, absolutely fallen apart. The Marlins tonight obviously got beat. Um there's no really excuse anymore when it comes to, oh, this team just got too hot and the Reds didn't really – they didn't really deserve to not make the playoffs. They just got beat by somebody that got hot. That's just – that just hasn't hasn't been the case so far. Now there's still seven games left, so there's a chance somebody wins out or something crazy like that. But but uh, we're, in a, we're in a position now where uh, I don't think the season's dead, but I just am not going to lie and tell you that my eyes see something different. This team is just not playing well right now. When it comes to uh, when it comes to the winning plays, there's a million winning plays that didn't make tonight. They just did not make winning plays. This offense got bailed out by the by the Pirates multiple times, and uh, they just didn't capitalize. I mean, if if the, if the Pirates' defense played well, Nick, we're talking about something completely different. And unfortunately, 
that's what the Pirates are going to do. There's a reason that they're 10 games under 500 or whatever it is. They're not a great team. So, I don't know. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start in the first inning when you have bases loaded, don't get the big hit, and you kind of let them hang around a little bit? Or do you want to fast forward into the game where they take out Will Benson in the sixth inning and let Nick Senzel hit again, and when Will Benson's spot's going to come back up again? Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about every time we score a run, the bullpen's not able to stop them on the way out? Do you want to talk about how bad the defense is? I mean, where do you want to start? I don't want to talk about any of these things, Trace. The only thing I will so, say about about the Will Benson is you were facing a le- the lesser of their two lefties in that spot. So that was a, a better spot to use like Nixon Zell. I mean, I, I I personally would have pitched it for Joey Votto, but uh, I also think David Bell would have got crucified by probably greater than 50% if, no, he brings, if he brings Tyler Stevenson in to pinch it for him. Nick, you, you, you don't have to say it. I'll say it for you. Okay. <laughs> if David Bell would pick would, would pick up his drawers because his is hanging out, it'd be nice. All right? He's managed this ball club to play well above 500 for most of this year. He's managed this ball club one way, and the way is – he plays splits. He plays platoons. You don't change it now. You don't change it now. We're on the doorstep of a playoff race. You don't change it now. Okay, I'm okay with playing Joy Votto. I'm okay. I'm okay with starting him because that's just part of the deal. It's his last three games of Great American Ballpark. He's not just going to sit the bench. Cool. But when you got nine outs left, don't. I. I. I, I don't. I don't want to hear anybody sit here and act like you can't let Joy Votto hit. Have you seen him? He got bailed out on a double play ball in one of the hugest spots. The biggest spot of the game, he got bailed out on double play ball. No one want to bring that up? Or is it just toxic Trace? Is it just Trace always being a Votto hater? Or are we just are we just going to sit there and not tell the truth on this show? Are we going to lie? Are we going to sit here and act like that's the best thing, is, is let Joey Votto continue to hit against lefties and also continue to hit, period? The guy's hitting a buck 90. Okay, I'm not trying to be rude, but what I am trying to be is honest. And if you're not gonna if you're not gonna look in the mirror a little bit and say, you know what, he's just not a big league hitter anymore, that's fine. Be my guest. He's got bailed out twice today. He walked, thank God, and he got hit by a pitch. Hit a lazy fly ball to left field, hit into a double play. What's he done for the past month that makes him deserve to hit with nine outs left with a lefty up on the mound? Nothing. Nothing. It's indefensible. Call me a hater. Say I hate Joy Votto. I don't hate Joy Votto. I'm just telling the truth. If we don't want to tell the truth on this show, and we don't, and I'm not saying you, Nick, but if, if you don't want to watch this show and you want someone just to get up here and glad hands you around and tell you everything's perfectly fine with that decision, be my guest. That ain't the truth. That ain't the truth. And everybody wants to make fun of Stuart Fairchild. I take Stuart Fairchild hitting in that spot 10 times out of 10. Crucify me. I don't care what anybody says. You can say I don't know ball. Say, say whatever you want. It's the same guys that tell me that Jonathan Indy is a second baseman. Did you watch him tonight? You know how you, you know the first I'm going to tell everybody a little secret about infield play. All right? The very first telltale sign about a terrible infielder is when they go to their knees a lot. Now there's another joke in there. I'll leave it alone cuz it's a kid show, but when you go to your knees a lot as an infielder, you're a terrible defender. You don't trust your hands. You don't stay on your feet. You can't make plays. Jonathan India tries to backhand more baseballs than anybody I've ever seen. And on top of that, he had a routine double play. I don't care how hard it was hit. Don't tell me how hard it was hit. It could have been hit 110 miles an hour. It was right at him. 
you use your forearm, you use your forehand and you stick it out there. The palm of your glove needs to stay right there towards the sky. You catch the ball, you flip it to Ellie De La Cruz. It's a routine double play. Instead, he dives on the ground with his knees. He tries to backhand it. He's so off balance by that. He's, he's sliding to first base and he takes forever to flip the ball to Ellie. Ellie then fires a not probably a hundred miles an hour fastball. And Joey Votto stuck with his, his thumb up his because he doesn't even realize the ball's past him by the time he stretches. So, hey, I'm glad you got it right here. That ball's right at him, and he's just sliding all over his place. Like, what are we doing here? I, I, I am emotional right now, and I'm mad. And, yes, if you give me a day to think on it, am I going to say that, that I can calm down, season's not over, and I can calm down and say, you know what, I, 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 I could sleep on it for 25 days in a row, and Jonathan India is still just – He's just not going to be able to satisfy me second defensively. He's just not. I can't wait for Matt McClain to come back. And you know why? So he can play second base, not because Ellie can go to center field or sit on the bench. So that's a rant for the night. I'm going to try to calm down. I I don't really mean to be super uh, pessimistic in any way, but that's just the truth. David Bell's managed his team for 154 days, Nick, and you and I both know he's managing differently right now for one person. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and that part of it stinks. And look, I get it; it's it's not a fun situation to be in. Whole stadium's chanting "Joey, Joey, Joey" when he comes up. I get it, but Tyler Stevenson also had a pinch hit home run for Joey Votto earlier this year. And uh, if if that didn't go that way, uh, the Padres might be sitting where the Reds are, and the Reds will be sitting where the Padres are right now. So uh, I agree. I, I don't like that we've gone away with with. Uh, a lot of what got us here. I'm not going to sit here and act like that one decision was the entire game. I did overall like the lineup that was put out there today. Um, we've been begging to have Marte, CES, and Ellie, or at least I have in the lineup together. And it was good to, good to have that. Uh, it was good to make the tough decision, I think, to to put Jake Fraley on the bench. Jake Fraley still helped this team out. Um, came off the bench, drew a walk, and I think that's the best role for him right now. Uh, and, and I think that's great, but yeah, I mean that 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 pinch hitting decision definitely stings, but it, it is what Listen, it is. It, 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 I, ex- I expected it though, so it's kind of like I, I knew he wasn't going to pinch hit there. So like I get it, I, I'm disappointed, but I'm not shocked. I knew it was coming. Listen, this isn't Joey Votto slander. To be clear, this is just me trying to tell the truth. If we don't like the truth, that's one thing. If I'm saying something that's not true, then I apologize. But unfortunately, right now. You know, we're just uh, – it just sucks because it feels like we're in the middle of two completely different eras, right? We're in one era where you got a group of guys that have been the face of this franchise. And I'll include Jonathan India in that a little bit. He was the face of this franchise during the down years, the last few years. And you have Joey Votto, who's obviously Joey Votto. But those two guys tonight, they just – hopefully they bounce back, but they just didn't – they didn't make any winning plays. They didn't make any winning plays. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, Nick, I don't really know how you fix the problem. I just think this team is uh, – they're young, and we're in a spot now where, I don't know, I, I hate to say this, but we're asking a lot out of people that we shouldn't be asking a lot out of. We're hoping that Marte is going to get a huge hit in the first inning. Kid's been in the big leagues for, what, a month and a half? We're asking for CES, who's hitting, hitting fourth or whatever he's hitting in this lineup right now to come up in the bottom of the ninth against Bednar, who, like it or not, I know he plays for the Pirates, but he's pretty good. And we're wanting him to get the big hit. At some point, if a guy's labeled a leader, Nick, 
those are the guys that need to make the winning plays if they want to keep it if they want to keep the status of a leader good question here from from jeff frazier appreciate questions that are actually uh, geared towards something that happened during the game uh because when you're doing these shows live it's it's really hard to to uh go through some of the scenarios so this is a really great question jeff shout out to you uh why stub fairchild and not even attempt to steal uh i mean i will say andy rodriguez is a elite defensive catcher uh, he's so good that that Henry Davis, uh, their their catcher that they drafted number one overall, they moved him to right field and they made Andy Rodriguez their catcher of the future um, because of just how good he is. So it's a tough spot to try to steal a bag off of. If Fairchild doesn't have a great read, I'm not saying you, you, you would red light Seward Fairchild, but you want Fairchild to, to really make sure he's got it. So I, I didn't hate them not not risking it there just because of the catcher and, and how, how good he is defensively. That's a fair question. Nick, I'm going to put you on the spot. What the, There's one play in this game that was the biggest play of the game. What do you think it was? Uh, the air, uh, Jabot, first batter, yeah. the air on Indy. I mean, that's that's the – It is. Jabot struck the next batter out. So, I mean, obviously you can't say for sure he strikes the next batter out, but, I mean – you think he had an advantage in that matchup. So you get the first out. You think Jabot probably still strikes that guy out. You ha- you have the lead at that point, and it's maybe a whole different ball game. That's the one That's that it. stinks. I- That's it. Yeah, you misplayed the ball. You got to know what position you're playing, right? Yeah, if you're playing second base, you have time. You just can't charge that ball and try to backhand it right there. You just play it back. You play it on the hop. You play it on one hop, and then you make a strong throw to first base. That's That's the play. Yeah, that's the play for me. I mean, that was it. I hate to say it's one play, but sometimes it is. And then the other thing, too, you know, I mean, Maley on the strikeout, had, had a, he made a perfect throw to second base. And unfortunately, I don't think it was India's fault, but just India wasn't able to get the tag down. It wasn't his fault, to be clear. I'm not trying to suggest it was. But, you know, just those are the small little things. Not only do you get an air, Nick, but you also get an air on the guy that's the fastest guy on their team that could steal bags. So. It's a tough night. What's what what? I don't I don't want to move past this game. I want to stay on whatever you want to talk about. But at some point, I do want to talk about like what 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 we expect or what we need to do to, to get back on track here. Uh, one other one thing, and this is a, a real loser mentality. I'll go ahead and throw it out there before before everyone else does. But one positive from the last couple of weeks uh, going into the season, our goal for the season was to figure out what we have and what we need. And uh, we're getting some answers late in the year. And they're not necessarily fun answers, but they're answers. Like Jonathan Indy can't be the second baseman next year. Like, you know, I I mean, I already knew that answer, but I think everyone knows that answer crystal clear. And I think that makes a situation where you either say, we move him to left field if he's willing. If not, we try to move on. I mean, that's kind of where you're at. And that's one of the answers that you got. I think Jonathan Indy could still be a very valuable player to this team. It's just not as a Cincinnati Red second baseman. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to gloss over the fact. I mean, Jacob said, yeah, it's India, not the bullpen. that just gives up runs every damn inning after they after the Reds do something. That's a fair point. I mean, I'm not I'm not suggesting that that it's all Jonathan India. Like, listen, this is a baseball game that's nine innings long. It's very hard for one player to cost the team the entire game, no matter how bad they play. Uh, however. I want to remind everybody that this same bullpen has been the reason that this team has, has has even had a chance. And I'm not suggesting that it gives them a free pass. But tonight, 
the ballpark if you believe in like ballpark factors with ballpark pow great american ballpark is already small nick there was a 25 percent increase in home run probability tonight based off of uh, the weather and it showed the pirates showed that the reds just didn't get it done offensively to hit balls out of the ballpark do i like the fact that buck farmers throwing middle middle fastballs bad idea it, it's a team loss it is a team loss it's a team loss but it just feels like every time this team has a chance to get a big win, Nick, they just find a way not to get it. And that's, that's, that's been frustrating. And I mean, but I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Like, I know you're going to laugh because they have eight, they have what, 79 wins. I'm, I'm well aware of that. I'm just saying that every time they get themselves lately in a big series and you're like, when you're like, if they can win today, boy, that sets them up. The last two days just haven't gone our way. So. But they play tomorrow, Nick. They play tomorrow. And I know as much as everyone wants to say the season's dead and as much as everyone wants to act like it's, it's, it's all but over, the Cubs still have to play the Brewers. They still have to play the, uh, the Braves. And that's the team we're chasing. That's the team we're chasing. Yes, the Marlins, they have to play the Brewers uh, two more times against their best arms. I don't like that the Brewers scored 16 or 17 runs tonight, but that's beside the point. There's your standings, Nick. Run them through it. Yeah, I'll run it through it. Uh, a lot of people asking, how many wins do you need? I mean, it depends how a lot of the Cubs and Marlins play. I mean, I, it, it, you, you, I'll try to give you an answer after I run through it. So Phillies, I mean, they're, they got the first wild card spot. That's over. Uh, Diamondbacks, they hold the second wild card spot. Uh, they lost. Uh, shout out Luke Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> Threw five and, five and a third, five and two thirds shutout innings at Yankee Stadium against the D-backs. Oh, man. And then Luke Weaver does that on a night where your pitching staff gives them six runs to the Pirates. Oh, what a season. Uh, but the Diamondbacks have the second spot. They have a game lead on the Cubs, who have the third wild card spot. Marlins did lose. They, they're they a game behind the Cubs. Reds game and a half behind the Cubs. So, I mean, here's, here's kind of laying it out here. I think the goal for the Reds to give the Reds a, a real, like an actual decent chance, you want to get to within a half game. I'll probably have both the Cubs and Marlins by the end of the day on Wednesday because the Reds are off next Thursday. Cubs and Marlins play. So obviously, if, if they lose those games, you're tied. So, but and that's going to be a huge day for the Reds. And they're not even playing. But that's just kind of where you're at right now in the season. Obviously, the, the, the Reds hold the tiebreaker over the Cubs, they do not hold the tiebreaker over the Marlins. If somehow all three teams tied, the Marlins win that tiebreaker. Reds wouldn't win that tiebreaker either. So, but yeah, I mean, look, look, the Cubs have two really easy games against the Rockies. They're going to play the Braves and, and Brewers next week. It's hard to know how motivated the Braves and Brewers are going to play. Um, I mean, obviously they have great lineups. Um, the Braves are going to have almost a full week off after next week. So you think they're still going to want most of their guys to be playing. Um, some of their pitchers to be pitching, not as aggressively, sure, but they're not going to be sitting guys because they they have time off. The Brewers, on the other hand, that they're playing on on Tuesday after the end of the season, they only have one day off, so it'll be really interesting to see what they do in, in that series. So that that's uh, yeah, that kind of stinks. The, the Marlins, I mean, the Marlins are just they're they're beat up right now. I, I have no idea how they've even hung around as much as they did. They just got some terrible news that Sandy Alcantara, uh, who they were hoping they could get back, he had a rehab assignment, made a decent start, and then didn't. I guess it wasn't good enough. They're at the Mets, who we know the Mets have been playing well. 
and, yeah. and they'll have to face uh, Senga in one of those games. Who's who's uh, really really pitching well, and then and then the uh, the Marlins they finish the year at the Pirates, um, but they're going to be facing the uh, they, they'll probably be facing uh, Keller and um, uh, our our brother Johan Oviedo. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Reds have the Reds have a chance, but the truth is, is that if they're going to play anywhere near the baseball they've been playing right now, from a winning plays perspective, they're, 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 they they're don't need to worry about the postseason. A couple of quick questions I see in the chat. Craig, as always, thanks for filling in. He said uh, he won't be eligible for the postseason, but is it worth calling up Barrera to try and make sure uh, we still make the playoffs? Is India that bad of a di- or th- that big of a difference of a liability? Listen, Matt McLean took a bit. He's taken BP the last few days. Matt McLean's going on a rehab start starting tomorrow. And if he's healthy the next two days, he's going to be back with the team in Cleveland. You just can't call up Barrero as much as he's been on a tear. And I'm happy for Barrero. I really am. For one of two reasons. If it gives the if it gives the Reds even a little bit of an advantage to possibly move him in the offseason, great. Or perhaps he gets some confidence coming into next spring training and he can make this big league club and actually make a difference. That'd be great too. Um and then the other point, Rick says India has to move either to the outfield or you have to trade him. I don't think there's much of a choice anymore, for being quite honest. Uh, we're not going to go down this path right now with, with uh, what do we have, six left to play, seven left to play. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, it's over. I'm going to hit break that to everybody. Um, he's getting moved. There's nowhere for him to be. Um, and I know that seems reactionary after today's show, but I've seen enough. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, I mean, listen, the Reds are a game and a half back. Cubs still have some good teams to play. Marlins, as you said, are reeling. Nick, it just comes down to whether or not we can we can just get hot one more time. And it was nice to see Ellie get on base and do Ellie things again. Um, Want to talk about some positives? Let's talk about some positives for a second before we get off the show. I thought that uh, I thought the Reds had some good at bats. I really did. I know it didn't go their way, but I thought they had some good at bats. They battled, and um, Marte made a nice play at third base. I don't know. I'm trying to think of more things, but TJ Friedel, five man, times, TJ. five times on base, home run. Stinks, That's a, such man. a clutch hit. Stinks such a clutch hit for TJ. Man. Yeah, that's a great point by you. I mean, listen, if, if the Reds win. We're talking about how big of a how big of a clutch hit that is by TJ. We haven't even really brought that up on the show a whole lot. You brought it up obviously during the recap. TJ Friedel, nut cutter, buddy, nut cutter. If we could use a couple more of those guys, and and uh, we'd be on our way. But we'll see. We need we just need Votto to step up, and and then and we need Jonathan India. Yeah, that 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 Friedel home run uh, plus thirty seven percent in the win probability put the Reds up to. Uh, 71% of the time. So, I mean, that was, uh, that was one of the biggest hits of the year. Just the game didn't end up going the way of the Reds, but that was one of the, the huge hits. And TJ Friel's had an awesome season. He's proved a lot of doubters wrong. He is absolutely a piece of at least the, the short-term future for the Reds. He's definitely a 2024 piece. He's definitely the Reds starting center fielder next year. I think he's answered all those questions this year. Um, so, so really good for him. And it, it was nice to see, um, at least that one inning from Ellie. I, I think the Reds got to keep playing Ellie. I, I I'm riding no that choice. Sh- I'm riding that ship down, and I, I'm afraid they're not. I'm afraid Ellie's going to get benched. How? and India's going to be playing second. How? 
I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll riot outside of Great American Ballpark if they bench Ellie De La Cruz. We got we got seven games left. Ain't nobody on this team playing worth a piss anyway. Joey Votto ain't got a hit in the last two weeks. Jonathan India is like three for his last 70. Can't play defense worth a Everybody wants to get on Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De, Ellie De La Cruz accidentally walks. He can turn himself into a run. Nobody on this else, nobody else on this team can do that. All right. If David Bell sits Ellie De La Cruz, I don't give a damn what the reason is. He's an idiot. I'm with you. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. Here's the players that I think need to be playing next week. Riddle, Steer, CES, Marte, Ellie, Benson, McLean. I don't care who plays the other spots. Those are the guys that need to be on the field. Those are the future. Those are the guys that I think give you the best chance to win. Could you imagine? Time out. Can you imagine watching baseball the last three weeks for this team and thinking to yourself for a half a second that Jonathan India is a guy that you want out there over Ellie De La Cruz? I don't give a damn if he strikes out nine times a game. I don't care if he. I don't care if he strikes out fifteen times a game. I, you watch the game today and you think, well, at least you got a small chance. It's like at least. I don't know. At least, at least, I mean, yeah, he might strike out six times a game, but if he gets on that seventh time, he turns it into a run. All right, there's just no way that they said Ellie De La Cruz, dude. And if they do, I'll, I'll shut up and say I was wrong. But I'm telling you right now, Nick, I will lose a lot of respect. And I've had a lot of respect for David Bell. But I've started to lose a little bit of respect because he doesn't have a backbone right now. And I know it's a hard, I know it's a hard spot, Nick. But you know what? Leaders make tough decisions sometimes. It ain't always easy. If you're a leader, you step up and you make the right decision. You don't make the popular decision. You don't make the easy decision. He's been making popular decisions right now, not the right decision. I don't give a damn what anybody says. That's a fact. Well, he, he will kind of get, get bailed out with, with maybe some, some easy decisions if the pitching hangs the way that it is right now, according to Fangraphs. So Tuesday night, you would have a right-handed pitcher. So he could give India the day off. Put McLean in and Ellie, and then Wednesday you have a left-handed pitcher. All right, we'll put India at second. We'll give Ellie the day off, and then the Cardinals series. You got two lefties, one righty. Well, you know, you, you, you might kind of get better. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I told you who I want out there. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think he's going to sit any, and I don't think he's going to sit Votto. But, I, then I can't help. Then, I, then, 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 whatever. I guess I'll just watch the last seven games, and we'll all just sing Kumbaya together. That's fine. I'll tell you right now, if he sits Ellie and Jonathan India's in the baseball game, then I'll just – the next time I see David Bell, if I ever see him, you think – you laugh. You put your hand over your face. I'm telling you, he's going to have a one-pointed question for me. And everybody thinks that I'm joking. I ain't joking. What do I have to lose? I don't give a damn. Next time I see David Bell, I say, David, I have a question for you. When you watch the baseball game, you know those games that you stand over top of the rail and you look out in the field, and there's those guys running around the field. What, what, what made you think that Jonathan India playing second base was the answer sitting Ellie De La Cruz? I'd love to hear that answer. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. I love Red's, you, Nick. Red's MILB? Yeah, why not? Have we got some positive news? We only got we only got one team. Yeah, we do. Our Louisville nice. Bats, they whipped up on the Iowa Cubs. Nine to one. And Jose Barrero, I, I don't think they need to call him up. I'll go and put that out there. I think if you look at his overall numbers at AAA, you're kind of you probably would be like, oh yeah, that's not actually that great but he's playing really well to end the year. That's the important thing. And that's what I like to see home runs in five of the last six games. I've said it every single day because it's just such a cool stat. Five of the last six games. The only one he didn't, he went four for four with two doubles. So it's just cool to see him hitting the ball. Well, to end the year, I think Jose Pereira has a chance to be 
a good backup for the Reds next year and a hell of an insurance policy for the Reds. And they could also trade him. He just gives you options. And in playing well to end the year, gives you more options. Great to see. Jacob Herdeby, two for four. Solo's 41st base of the year. He's another dude that's just kind of hanging around here. And uh, he's going to be one of the eight players going to the Arizona Fall League. Uh, I'll read him down for the podcast sake because I sure as hell am not editing this thing tonight. Uh, Austin Callahan, Bryce Hubbard, Jacob Herdeby, Zach Maxwell, uh, Andrew Moore, more uh, lefty from the Luis Castillo trade, who has been hurt most of the year, uh, but we'll get a chance to pitch a little bit longer. Yavian Sandridge, never even heard of him. I hope you do well, buddy. <laughs> Carson Spires, we know who he is. And then, um, oh boy, I should have should have read through these. Michael Trotwin, I think. I don't know. Uh, no, those guys it. will be in the AFL. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in those numbers last year because uh, Matt McLean and Noel V. Marte were absolute in the AFL and it meant absolutely nothing but baseball who what when when why Nick well it was just announced uh, the Pirates are putting a lefty on the mound tomorrow uh Bailey great. Fal- Bailey Falter will be going on the mound but this is interesting because Falter just pitched in at Wrigley and the the Cubs only win he threw one inning and the inning went well and they pulled him so I'm not sure if he's like an opener or a starter. He's been a starter. He was traded at the deadline. He was from the Phillies. He actually played in the playoffs last year. Um, pitched pretty decent. Um, he's kind of had an up and down year. I know that. But they'll be going up against the lefty. Be very interesting to see what lineup David Bell rolls out against a lefty tomorrow. But it's also a, a weird lefty because we don't know how deep he's going to go into the game. So that that's kind of interesting. And then Connor Phillips. I mean, he was awesome his last time out. But what are you going to get? Your bet, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, um, yeah, you need him. It, it sucks that you have to count on this kid, but hey, he's capable. He's capable. He's capable. Let's leave it at that. He doesn't deserve. He, let's just add that to the list of people that don't really deserve to have to be in these spots. But you know what? The beautiful thing is, is at least they get the the experience. And people are gonna kill me for saying this, maybe, but. Um, there was a lot of people back there on opening day and about four days into the season, and we all just said what? We all said we all just said we wanted these guys to get good experience and find out what we need to go into the next offseason, and we're, we're getting that. Uh, it ain't what we want to hear, and that is not what we want right now, let me tell you. I don't know if I've ever been more pissed in my life today watching a baseball game, but Nick, tomorrow I have to work. I'll do my best to take it the link if you send it, but chances aren't looking good. Really quickly, I don't know. If the Reds lose tomorrow, I don't know what this stream looks like. I don't know how many people are going to come back Sunday if things go really, really south. But I just do want to say why we have still a significant amount of people that watch the show right now that we I, – I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys. It's been a hell of a season. It's not over. It's really not over. But let's hope the Dodgers keep winning so it makes the Braves keep winning. So that means that uh, they'll play the Cubs. <clears throat> Seriously. Here's what's going on tomorrow, Trace. Um, I think there's some opportunities here for the Reds, no question about it. Diamondbacks at the Yankees. Zach Davies, their worst pitcher on the mound. Carlos Rondon hasn't been great with the Yankees, but he's definitely a capable pitcher. So um, a real chance to hopefully have the Diamondbacks lose again. Same thing. Brewers at, at Marlins. That's at 410. Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the Brewers. The Brewers can clinch the NL Central with a win. So you know they're motivated tomorrow. Uh, Jesus Lazardo, the lefty on the mound for the Marlins. And then the Cubs at 220, they're playing the Rockies. Rockies are not a good team. 
maybe the worst team in the history of baseball on the road. But uh, Chris Flexen going for the Rockies. He's had a bad season. Started the year with the Mariners. Hopefully he can uh, have a heroic start tomorrow. Marcus Stroman going for the Cubs. He's only been coming out of the bullpen, so it's kind of surprising that they're starting him tomorrow. Uh, they might be doing like three innings and then might be picking back him with Jordan Wicks. They had Jordan Wicks originally set up, so a chance there. And the Giants are at 9-10, but the Giants really, if you can't beat the Giants, you're not going to beat anyone else. So it doesn't really, they don't really matter. They just filled out the graphic nicely, so that's why they got put on there. But yeah, hey, you know, look, things can change quickly. Can they not trace? I mean, you know, we could be doing a stream tomorrow and the Reds could be uh, two and a half out and uh, probably just about toast or things could really fall the Reds way and the Reds are a half game out right back in this bad boy. So we'll see. I'll tell you what, it's a little sour. It's a little sour because it feels like the, the, the Reds have been given every opportunity in the world to, 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 to seize this moment. So that's what makes it a little sour. But overall, the fact that this team was able to battle and survive all these injuries, it's a miracle. They are where they're at. Anybody that tells you otherwise either hasn't been watching this team all year long and or they just want to be negative. I don't know, man. I just love this team. I hate that it's going this way because I do love this team. The thing that kind of sucks, though, if I'm being honest, I feel like the team that we're losing with right now isn't the team that got us here. That hurts my heart a little bit. I miss Matt McClain. Yeah, I mean, Jake Fraley getting hurt doesn't help either. Yeah, I mean, I know. I don't think that gets talked about enough just because he's around Nick, but he's the best Reds hitter that was against right-handed pitching all year long. He got hurt, broke his toe, tried to battle it out, came back for like one or two games, played well, and then all of a sudden just as he's, he's kind of falling apart as well. So He makes his team a, a very different lineup against right-handed pitching, which they had tonight. He's the guy that can hit the ball to the ballpark, but right now he, I don't think he can. Um, no. Which isn't isn't his fault, but yeah, I mean, he makes the lineup uh, a lot different. Here, here's what I'll say: Look, obviously, you don't know what you're expecting out of Connor Phillips, but we know he's capable. What I will say is the Pirates' pitching is not in a great situation. The next two days, we don't even know who's starting on Sunday. They're really trying to piece together. We didn't even know who was starting today until two hours before the game. So I don't think the uh, but yeah, I mean, the Pirates are really piecing their pitching together. So look, uh, if if it's a big if, Connor Phillips can 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 pitch well tomorrow. I mean, look, this team has a chance to really break out against this Pirates pitching. This is, uh, these are the two games you want. These are the kind of pitchers you want to be facing when your back's against the wall. How many times have we said it, Trace? They found a way when it looked like things were going off the rail. They somehow yeah. found a way to get them back on the tracks, and uh, they've done it over and over and over again. Anybody that says the season's dead is either someone that says that all the time and or there's somebody that hasn't watched this team enough. They're not dead. Life support, maybe. I think for the Reds, in order to get to where they need to get, they got to have something special happen, folks. We need, we need a moment. We had a chance to have a moment tonight, right? We had a chance to have a moment tonight. We just didn't get it done. But this team needs momentum. They need a boost of energy. They need something that makes them believe that, they're, that they have magic on their side again. I don't know if that'll come or not. We'll find out because really it's 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 decision making time. Lines in the sand, folks. We got to take two of the next. We got we got to win the next two. Okay, you got to take at least one from the uh, the Guardians and or maybe both from the Guardians and then take two or three from the Cardinals and or sweep the Cardinals. Love all of you. I do not think we need to go seven and zero. I think we get to eighty five wins. We're in. Remember that eighty five wins and we're in. I think you get to eighty four, you're going to have a real chance. 
I think if you get to 84, you're, you're going to have a real chance as long as the Marlins aren't the team that gets to 84 with you because they have the tiebreaker over the Cubs. Most likely scenario right now is the Reds finish with 83, the Cubs finish with 84, and the Marlins finish with 83. That's that's what Fangraphs is projecting. And, I mean, I think if you actually go through and you look at the games, that, that probably is. Now, one of those teams can get hot, and it's probably toast for the Reds. But, yeah, I mean, it's really a case of stay within reach of the Cubs and hope you can get ahead of the Marlins. Because if the Reds can get, I'm telling you, if the Reds can get a half game, or really if the Reds can even get a game and a half, stay a game and a half behind the Cubs going into next Thursday, they're going to have a chance. Now they're going to need the Cubs to lose on that Thursday. But if you do, you're either going to be a game back of the Cubs on Friday or tied with the Cubs. And all you have to do is finish the year tied with the Cubs and you're in and they're sitting at home. I tell you what, I tell you what, could you imagine, Trace, the celebration if the Reds and Cubs finish the year tied and the Reds get in on the tiebreaker over them? Could you imagine what a feeling that would be? No, it would be great. I mean, this team still has a chance. Let's not sit here. That's I like to end that on this note. I mean, let's pick ourselves back up here. Let's, let's I know it's a kid's show, but it's 11.06. Let's pick back up, all right? I felt bad. I was feeling sorry for myself. I ain't feeling sorry for myself no more. I ain't feeling sorry for myself no more. We're, we we have a chance. We ain't dead yet. You understand? We're not dead yet. If you want to if you want to pronounce this dead, that's fine. You pronounce this dead 25,000 times before. I don't give a damn if you think we're dead because we're not dead. Truth is, this team goes 7-0. They go 7-0, they easily get in the postseason. Do I need to remind everybody who we play? I know, I know this team's not playing well right now, but by God, all it takes is just one moment. If they can get one moment, they can beat this Pirates team to the next two games. They take they take one from the Guardians. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say they need both of them. And then honestly, if they take two or three from the Cardinals, I still think they got a chance again. And if they sweep the Cardinals, they're in. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. I felt sorry for myself. That doesn't win you nothing in life. That doesn't win you nothing in life. We're gonna make the postseason. Just speak it into existence. How about that? Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We greatly appreciate all of the love and support. If you have not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, well, what are you waiting for? Do it right now as we have new episodes available bright and early the morning after every single Reds game this season, just in time for your daily commute, your morning coffee, or however else you get your day started. And also, make sure that you're subscribed to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so you can join us live after every single Reds game this season and be a part of the conversation hit the bell and turn on notifications also so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live we hope that you have a fantastic day and as always go reds